Um, welcome back to I Wish I Was Dead podcast. Um, with us today, we have Daniel Battenhouse um, as our guest. And um, thanks, Dan, for coming on. My pleasure. Yeah. I'll just tell everybody that we met again on a lift. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go chatting up all these yeah, lift drivers, I mean, right? It's amazing the people you meet in a lift. I know, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot better than uh, cabbies and stuff back in the day. That's true. So. I used to do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, really? Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Well, um, so I'll just go ahead and just say, so you, like we talked about in the car, you were one of the bases for the fray when they first started. Yeah, founding member. Excellent. Although some people like to dispute that fact. Well, there's some weird history and timeline and everything else, but yeah. You're on Wikipedia, just so you know. Yes. So I did look that up. I yeah. was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It'd be nice if I had my own Wikipedia entry, but right. you can't make your own or do anything. Yeah. <laughs> people that you can get to do that. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I've always wondered too because I wanted to break in and like change all these facts and stuff just yeah. to mess with people, especially like the college kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got everything on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be fun. It would be fun. I, I guess that's why it's harder because they want to make it more reputable. But right, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And so you got your whole setup here. Yep. Uh, first time we have filmed at the I Wish I Was Dead. So this is awesome. It's so. Cool. Um, by the way, I'll say this is awesome a lot. That's kind of my tagline for some reason. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. Um, that's fine. I'm cool. With that. uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Great. Great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we, uh, since we mentioned the fray, I guess we could just get to it. So you started with them back in what year was it? 2001? 2002, I think is the 2002. year that we, okay. that we kind of started. I'm not sure if we started talking before 2002, but I think it was, I think it was 2002. Yeah. And so like what I was reading online was, um, you guys were kind of trying to get a um, one of your singles played at KTCL or something, and you just kept sending in tracks or whatever to get them played. Yeah, it was um, the the process to see. That's kind of interesting. That's like a little further on down the timeline. But yeah, so um, we uh, we recorded several EPs, and the uh, the first one we recorded was called Movement, and oh, then cool. the next one we recorded with all we, we had some changes, and we had a different. Uh, uh, Different drummer joined the band. Our other drummer went to New York to study um, acting, mm -hmm. and that's Zach Johnson. Oh, okay. And so we were. Uh, well, let me go backwards just a little bit so the time the timeline makes sense. So, so uh, Joe King approached approached me to play for these guys, um, which was a name. Didn't it? But if I can talk, mm -hmm. it, it's a it's a band that didn't have a name at the time. It was it was him and Isaac that were they were just writing some tracks and and uh, and they brought me in and. Uh, they also had Zach on at that time too, so they brought me in and we kind of started the band. And eventually, we kind of tried to figure out a name. And this is then this is where it gets kind of weird because I, I was like, okay, me and Zach, we always used to fight all the time, not in a bad way, just kind of like you know, steel on steel, you know, kind yeah, of like jousting a little bit, you right? Know? Yeah. And so uh, I I kind of decided like, hey, let's call it the fray because me and Zach fight all the time. And then we had a uh, somebody like interviewed us and. The quote that I said is that uh, like every note is well thought out and well fought out, and that's why we called it the fray. Yeah. Um, I guess there's other articles where they're like, oh, it was just the the web page that was left, or you know. That's what I read. Yeah. I saw that the one that you just said. Kind I saw of that. Bullshit, but yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, that's that's kind of a little history there. And so we recorded the first EP, which was movement, and then we recorded the next EP after Ben left, or sorry, after uh, after Zach left, and we put Ben Wysocki in on drums. Amazing drummer, by the way. Super cool guy. Yeah, I know Amazing Ben. Amazing person. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and so um, so then we recorded that, um, and then uh, Zach Johnson's cousin Aaron Johnson helped produce it. He engineered and produced that, and uh, added a bunch of extra tracks, and then all of a sudden we were 
more than one guitarist band, so we had to add, add another one. Oh, wow. We added Dave Welsh at that time. Okay. And that's what the Fray currently is, well, was at the time, minus me. Now they're currently those guys. So, Joe King, Isaac Slade, Dave Welsh, oops, excuse me, burping up my lunch here. <laughs> no problem. We're explicit. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Ben Wysocki, so those four guys. And that's uh, that's what it was. And yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. And so the, <clears throat> the songs that they were pushing to get to your question there was, mm-hmm. was um, we had a rotation, regular rotation on uh, KBCO with, I think, Vienna and some other songs. Um, and then we recorded another one that we never released altogether, but was included on their first album, the How to Save a Life album. And that one was Cable Car, which also didn't get credit for the writing credits that I, I did contribute to the writing of that thing, okay. uh, specifically the bridge and some other instrumental stuff. But um, that's uh, obviously little minutia when it comes to court things. So well, <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Remember that, people. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's interesting. They, uh, they they gave me credit for everything that I was already stated as helping write in the past, but never for the stuff that moved forward out of that. So I got kind of screwed there. Oh. And which and this is this kind of sucks too because that song Cable Car has co-writing credit on the um, uh, on the Chainsmokers song Closer, the one that features yeah. uh, Halsey. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this because it has the same exact vocal line. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, okay, I don't know if this before or after the fact. They're like, hey, we'll give you writing credits if you don't sue us kind of thing. And so that would have been nice to have a little bit of stake in that song. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, music industry and the, the egos and the personalities that go with it are uh, epically horrible. Oh, I <laughs> could only imagine. You know, even with um, certain things in comedy and stuff, you can see it too. And oh, it's, yeah. I've heard from another a couple other podcasts too. It's like, you know, don't have any expectations for meeting anybody that you like idolize or that you've that's famous. Because they'll ruin it. They will yeah. ruin they it. They will ruin yeah. it. Yeah. And yes. so I've met like I think the like I knew Caleb Slade. Mm-hmm. He was one of my like really close friends yeah. in high school. And um, we did all the plays together. Like we were we were pretty close. Um so I knew that he was in the band before you. Yeah. And then he got like pretty much asked to leave or whatever so it was weird it's, yeah, yeah so like i didn't know this until like so that had to be hard for you to yeah. come in and see that and you're like oh crap what am i well, supposed to do i didn't even do? know it until like oh, really? years after the fact that it was kind of like it was just the weird tension between the brothers mm-hmm. we used to re- we used to rehearse in isaac's basement for a long time yeah and so caleb was there and so like i was like this guy's kind of weird and doesn't seem to am i doing something wrong does he not like me or something like that? He, he was eventually fine with me but but it was uh, it was strange to find out that they wanted him to try and play bass at the time. He didn't have the skill. He's a brand new player. Just he didn't have the chops, and that's mm-hmm. that's why Joe was like, "We need this guy because this guy can play." So that's why they brought me in. But um, never really got that background from it until later. Yeah, well, yeah. neither did I. I yeah. told you in the car. So this is the story they shared in the car. I think have we talked about it. I don't know if we have mentioned it. This might be a repeat, but like we talked in the car about it. And um, after they were nominated for their Grammy, I ran into Caleb at Rock Bar Mm -hmm. and I went right up to him and I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Your brother got nominated for, you know, a Grammy. That's so crazy. Congratulations. And he pretty much just like gave me like the evil eye, turned around and walked away. And I was like, oh, that was weird. So then I researched a little bit more about the band and that story popped up and I was like, well, I'll never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's funny because that's that song I was telling you that I, mm-hmm. that I helped write. It, yeah. From what I understand, um, it's it's hard to find exact information sometimes from Wikipedia and all. Well, but, not yeah. only that, but even when you look at the lyrics and stuff, it's it's in there. You can tell, yeah. like in the lyrics. 
But you have to really be close to the situation or read the article that it's about or whatever in yeah. order to actually figure out what it is, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's really cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Are you, are and you then, still doing music now or? I am. I am. But uh, just a second, I'll get to that. Oh, okay. I was going to say, and then uh, Isaac, or sorry, Caleb, um, w- went on to do a lot of his own music and kind of really, I think he really owned his craft and really embraced uh, his character within that. Um, I'm not sure what he does now. I've been kind of out of the swing of music, especially local music. But yeah, it's kind of um, yeah. But he he did. I mean, like he he really grew as a uh, musician, from yeah. what I can tell. So like, there was a music video out there that he did where he's playing the piano and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was really a good song. I can't That's remember cool. the name of it. I should yeah. have written that down. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, you're yeah. Ch- yeah. Check him out too. Yeah. Maybe he'll talk to me again if I give him like props. Caleb, I'm sorry, dude. And he's and he's um, always been like after the fact when I was uh, playing with. This will kind of sort of answer your other question mm. too. So I went, I went on, you know, like uh, my background or history. Obviously, we we kind of had that same history in the church and the groups of yeah. those people that were involved with, you know, Faith Bible Chapel and Faith Christian Academy and all that kind of history there. But um, yeah, so like I, I went after the fray, you know, I kind of put down my instrument for a while because that was a pretty big heartbreak, still is. And um, uh, then uh, some of the guys in the, the, the worship leadership at the Faith Bible Chapel invited me to start playing, kind of like, hey, you're should you know encourage me and it's good and really positive for the most part mm-hmm. um and uh there's some there's some definitely some good people in that church and some weird ones too so but uh, i was expelled you were yeah <laughs> i broke an honor code so they're honor code and so yeah now i want to know what was the honor code well they they thought i was gay yeah and they told my mom that and i didn't say anything or tell anybody <laughs> yeah. they just thought and my mom was like well screw you we're fucking out of here yeah and it was halfway through my senior year <clears throat> right after i won one of the largest um titles for them i won a stand-up comedy competition which they've never gotten anything yeah i don't want anything since then hmm. from the national Thessalonian society so i was main stage at the paramount cafe that's cool or paramount theater yeah um and i did a you know a whole set up there and then i went to nebraska and i got sixth in nationals Oh, wow. But um, it was right after that happened, and I was a theater nerd, and yeah, like yeah. you know, and they're a very uh, sports focused school. Yeah, um, there was weird stuff with There's a lot of jockism in that school for sure. Where uh, some of the football players would get the girls pregnant, and the girls would disappear, but the guys would stay. Yeah, it's interesting. That makes a little bit of sense when I think about the um, the style of the presentation yeah. throughout the entire organization or. or collective organizations you know well i was going to school there too when um some of the faculty there was a big deal where a bunch of the faculty got let go because they were like intermingling with each other oh really yeah and it was like a big deal like it was in my junior year where everybody was like what is going on wow yeah and everybody knew about it i'm like you think they keep that under wraps in a church school don't you so it was just weird i I got yeah there's uh there's definitely an overtone not even an undertone. It's an overtone of uh, both FBC and FCA that have this kind of like our presentation matters more than our message, more than the authenticity or the the core belief or the theology that mm-hmm. we're, we're so called preaching, and that hypocrisy is uh, prevalent. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and they, they don't even like they're like we would be in Bible class and we would start asking too many questions and they'd be like you're asking too many questions. Yeah. Like we're done. And yeah. they're like. Wait a minute. That's what this whole class is for, is to figure it out, man. We have to put you in reprogramming. Yeah. yeah. And you've got your eyes all peeled open like you're in a clockwork orange or something. Yeah, they're like, get in the closet. (laughs) Get in the closet. They lock you in there for 20 minutes. You come out, you're like, praise Jesus. (laughs) He's so great. He's so wonderful. Hallelujah. (laughs) You're like, what happened in there? He touched me. (laughs) Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, so you're still you're still playing worship and stuff for faith? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I haven't been involved in worship in a long time. Oh, okay. You know, really burned out by the church and the whole thing, and especially the nerding. There's going to be moments where I nerd the fuck out, so just bear with me. Well, I love it. But yeah, yeah. so as a musician, and I'm going to be like talking about some of this on the YouTube page. By the way, I'm making a YouTube page. Hi. So, so we're yeah. kind of co-doing uh, I Wish I Was Dead podcast yes. with your new show, which we can talk about later, yeah. but just yeah. so you guys know that that's why we're doing all this exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah. So it all kind of ties in, but... Yeah, so like one of the, I think one of the big observations I had with with worship that kind of bothered me was a lack of authenticity, and that's going to be a theme throughout the stuff that I talk about on my own page and not even here. Yeah, and so um, it just felt like, oh, okay, I understand why they have this particular chord pattern and why this person comes in and starts playing the keys while they're doing this and makes people emotionally soft. It's like this whole, it's this whole kind of uh, it's hypnosis, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, what is what was his name? Uh, I'm gonna brain fart here. Um, so, what did he do? Aldous Huxley. He wrote an amazing, or he, he not wrote, but he did this amazing speech at Berkeley. And he was talking about uh, how people are suggestible and what are the things that make people suggestible. And like a third of the population is very suggestible, a third is moderately suggestible, and a third is completely resistant. So, and he was talking about how um, Hitler used late night speeches and enthusiasm and all these things to kind of soften people up to these ideas it's not really about the ideas or what people are conceiving the ideas it's the emotional susceptibility to that i feel like a lot of worship does that same thing people a lot more susceptible to the ideology and makes them question less and like you were saying when you were in school like they're like oh you're asking too many questions so there were more there were more like uh, we are the state we have the control we are the authority versus where um worship is kind of the way that they they kind of hearts and minds you into it. So yeah, it's like independent thought is not something that's oftentimes encouraged in, in no, yeah. traditional religion, politics, oh, education, all those things. Well, know? anything that's man-made though, and they try to make the church seem to be this like infallible, pure entity. And it's like, well, yeah. it's a man-made institution. Yeah, There's going to be people in there that are going to mess with it. There's going to be greed. There's going to be power. There's going to be all this other stuff mm-hmm. that they're constantly fighting against while they're trying to promote, you know, their yeah. their message or whatever. And it's my whole thing is just like, you know, own it. Yeah. Don't do this hypocritical bullshit. Don't give me this kind of crap. Don't say the gays can't come in or the Jews can't come in or yeah. all this other stuff. Like if you're truly a, a Christian, 100% like good-hearted person, church, and you're following the Bible, then there's going to be no exclusions. It's all it's inclusions. True. But you should so. also be accountable and be able to, to be flexible on that. But we are a society that right. where, where our church leaders are basically the same as politicians. Mm-hmm. Politicians are the same as, a, as, as, as CEOs and everybody else, and it's all about the ego. It's all about that control, all about the fact that I have to be accepted as right or you know that whole emotional thing. It's not the facts that are behind it. It's the emotion of the people that support you. Yeah. That's why things like the backfire effect happen and all these other things where, where people, even with when they're presented with information that they know can't and they can't argue is wrong, where they know it's wrong and they can't argue that it's wrong, will vehemently stand by their position because their whole identity is wrapped up in it. Yeah. And toxic identity is going to be another aspect of what I talk about a lot on my YouTube channel too. Yeah. And that's even part of my whole my whole journey with this whole thing too even including parts about the fray and everything else so mm-hmm. yeah well what we'll do is on um because i know you don't use a lot of social media we that's what we talked about I gotta get better with it. well <laughs> but i will take your youtube videos and i'll put mm-hmm. it on ours since we are since you're starting it with us yes. like so there's going to be a little bit of a you got a little place in our hearts. Yes. Nice, so, nice. so we will promote you as much as we can. And cool, I appreciate we're, that. we're at about 485 uh, followers on Facebook. 
Um, we got... 46. 40... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last night, I followed you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, so we got that. We, got, we were getting, a lo- like, probably 20 listens a day. So mm-hmm. we're growing, and we're recording and recording and recording. So nice. um, the only advice that I've had from other people is, like, you just got to keep putting out episodes regardless. Because yeah. people like to binge, binge yeah. watch and binge listen. Yeah. So, like, the more material you can give them, the better yeah. and the faster you'll grow. That's true. So, and at the same time, it's something that I feel like I might fight with is, like, I want to make sure the content is substantial, mm-hmm. substantive, substantial, whatever. The, 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 the substance has to be there. So um, I think it's very important to uh, – one of the things I keep telling myself is like, okay, if I can't do a video, I haven't really even started. I'm just even, like just getting all my notes together. But um, if I can't do a video because I don't have content – don't do a daily vlog because it's empty. Like, a, a, right. like you know, like just unless you're Bill Burr and you can just sit there and just say nasty shit all the time. Yeah, and exactly. I just like, I listen to his podcast. He's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Da, da, da. And yeah. then he goes off on this tangent and you're like, you are the most brilliant man. I've yeah. Ever and met he'll be like, 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 I got to start it, but Hey, Oh yeah. That reminds me of this. And all of a sudden the content is there. You know, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I know there's that, that whole like initiation paralysis is what I'd like to call it. You know? Yeah. Like if I, if I don't have something really good to say, it's really hard for me to start, you know? Well, and that's what we started doing this with some of my, friends um and friends are very unreliable um if they don't have your passion they're not going to give a shit yeah and the problem we're having is we're getting too shit-faced while we were doing it i I almost brought a bottle of wine by the way i was like okay this is whatever you know whatever you want like we've learned and we've taught ourselves how to be better with it but my first episode was like two hours long and by the end of it we're a drunken mess. Yeah. I mean, nobody can understand what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Eric went to might, bed. He got so pissed. That's funny. Some people yeah. might watch it for that shit show aspect of it. Well, know? we keep all of it. You keep all that crap. Yeah, yeah. And so then once you get a big following, you're like, look at what we did. This that's is our awesome. first one. And then even if you go on to... I might have to come back and do one where we drink. Yeah. No, I mean, we could do... If you wanted to some wine, mi casa, su casa. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I forgot. Now who's brain farting. Okay, oh, so... Yeah. Um, so like like my on Spotify, I have like a no offense episode. Yeah. I have um, another episode on there, and then our first one with, with Sally Newstetter, who's this Jewish woman from um, New York. Yeah, and she's just like Is she like the stereotypical Jewish mother. Yes, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> and so she does this great New York accent, but she starts talking about her bush and like all, getting nasty, and I was like. <laughs> This is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. My brother listened to it. He's like, don't you ever have her on again. He was like, yes. Talk about her big 70s bush. <laughs> it's real. Come on. It's great. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. I so, love it. Yeah. I just blew the mic, I think. Um, no, that's cool. So speaking of other things that we're connected with, are, I mean, is there anything else about faith that you wanted to say? Well, my dad was a pastor there for a long time. Yes. And I've met your dad. Yes. So, and he was always a nice guy. Oh, yeah. So, super yeah. Cool. He's a really cool guy. But there's something weird. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call him out on this. I'm, I'm not sure if this will end up being included or not. I, we should probably discuss it at some point. Okay. But um, there's an interesting. Uh, there's a a corporate culture of leadership in that church that mm. um, contributes to a lot of consumptive narcissistic attitudes. Um, I personally have never had a problem with George. He's always been really nice to me. But my dad had some conflict with him. Let me give you just a little history here. So my dad became a pastor, associate pastor, and. Uh, would occasionally preach, and his he's a gifted preacher. People loved, it. they were enthusiastic about his sermons and his teachings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, the leadership in that church was threatened by that. And he felt like that was a potential person that could usurp him and his power and his Faith Bible Chapel Corporation, whatever. Yeah. And so he started restricting what my dad could do 
basically just squeezed him out until my dad eventually just resigned. And so that's kind of a chicken shit way of doing it. Yeah, it's a shitty way to do things. But you yeah. know, when when you're a, a church leader politician, as I said before, yeah, you yeah. know, that's kind of the way. Try not to work. ruffle the feathers. Exactly. Kind of so you have plausible deniability on one side, yet you want to control the crap out of things on an, in another level. You know, yeah. um, Joe King was being groomed to be in worship in the church too. And something similar kind of happened with me in that band is like, it was a little more, um, it was a, a little less like squeezing me out and more like directly kicking me out. But the whole, the whole culture of control out of that church, the whole leadership culture might be a reason why I have the same issues with that organization and the fray as my dad does with, with Faith Bible Chapel. Well, they both started, they originated in the same spot. And I mean, I can tell you right now, just being a student there and seeing the inner workings, I was never an insider. Yeah. Obviously, they kicked me out because yeah. they thought yeah. I was something. You're a little you know? too gay for that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I didn't, I'm like, I didn't even say anything. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, am I over here? Do I have yeah. a cocktail? You're like, like, he's, he's, skipping, he's skipping down the hallway, isn't he? He's like, oh, yes, that guy is very white in his little <laughs> Is yeah. he practicing the bend yeah. and snap? He's practicing the bend and snap. Uh, I'm curious. <laughs> I wonder if this bend and snap is fantastic. Um, but I'm curious. Like, did any of this come from Mary Beth by any chance? Yeah, it was one because one of the there's like the whole family that's involved yeah. with the school, yeah, right? Yeah. And then who, who was the principal's name? Or is, I don't remember. Yeah, and it was her husband, I think. Mary Beth might actually be Satan, just so you know. <laughs> David is yeah. who, who he he met with me. Mister um, Bleats was the vice principal my junior year. We were great. Like he was awesome, and then I went and they took over, and he was a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this, so so Satan's icy member is only icy because she rides it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got jokes. He's fucking evil. <laughs> I love it. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That is original. That is original. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you feel free to use it. <laughs> well, we will definitely um, credit you every time we do because that's too good. I can't steal that with that's you awesome. know. Um, yeah, but I mean, she she saw me and a couple other kids when we were younger. I don't want to hijack your story. Here. No, go for it. Okay, so she, that's why you're on. Yeah, appreciate okay. it. So so she saw me and some other kids, strong-willed, curious about the world, playful, ADD, a little bit, a, a little bit rambunctious. Mm -hmm. She saw that and she's like, I see a target. So she's like, Oh, you're a rebellious child, and mm -hmm. rebellion is as of the you know, you know like as bad as witchcraft. And she would pull me out of school for days at a time. And forced me like in this is kind of almost quasi solitary confinement. And then he used, they used to do the whole caning thing. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. But yeah, and uh, dude, the stories I hear about her in health class with the girls is fucked up. Some weird shit. Oh god! Like you're talking about your body, and she's like, "There's something seriously wrong." I am so people. glad that I just I was a disaster at that <laughs> yeah. school. Like it, yeah. I got to a point where I just got so sick of the bullshit that. I was I wasn't doing anything crazy, but I I know that like I was chewing gum. You couldn't chew gum. Yeah, I get sent down for disrupting because I was the class clown. Yeah, yeah. So like the I, same thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like you and I are in the same base. So he would always kick me I out. About him. Yeah, and then, I never dealt. Oh wait, he was like the gym teacher, wasn't he? No, that's Hubbard. Okay. Okay. And so I would I got caught skipping gym one time, and I was just going around the hallways trying to look and see who was around because it was yeah. during like the lunch break, and he like seriously saw me and I just booked it yeah. yeah and he was like you're getting a code for that Neil and I was like yeah whatever <laughs> getting a code so, for that yeah that's funny so I had I had some codes but I I was like halfway through my senior year for them to ask me to leave yeah. I didn't have the like you needed 12 and I think I had 6 yeah it's like why why yeah. don't you just let me finish yeah but they wanted to make a point yeah make a, make an example so yeah it's kind of that sucks now my parents were quick to get me out of the school I think I was there for a total of a year um, and that what was grade? the same time oh like 
crap. That was like, geez, I don't remember. It was, I, it was it was around ten years old around that time. Oh, so it was on the Ward campus, not the yeah. Okay, yeah, I was okay. on the Ward campus, and uh, that was the same year that that last year where my dad was being squeezed out. Mm. Where I was dealing with this in the church and in the, or in the school, and so my dad ended up uh, taking another job and had started a trash burning power plant in New York, and uh, and that was when that's the tail end of my career at that school. And my parents pulled me out. They're like, "This is messed up." We good for you. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. So, where did you go to school after that? Well, my my uh, my mom decided to homeschool me for a while. Just took me to New York for, with him for a year. Oh. Lived there. Came back, homeschooled for a little while, and then I ended up going to Denver Academy for high school. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a good school. Yeah, I had yeah. a couple of friends that went there. They really liked nice. it. Nice, nice. So yeah. we're. I think I'm a. See, I'm 37. So I think I'm a little bit younger. Or are we in the yeah. same? Yeah, yeah, lady never tells. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it it was it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me was leaving Faith, even yeah. though at the time I was so ticked off because I was like, I don't get graduated with my friends. I have to go back to Conifer where I don't know anybody. Yeah. yeah. And with all the credits I built up at Faith, I didn't have to go to Conifer. Mm-hmm. But my mom really wanted me to graduate and do the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. So I had to go sit there for like gym and two study halls for my last semester and graduate with a bunch of people I didn't know. So I don't know. It was just a shitty time, but it was a good thing in the end. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. It's it's good to hear, and, and I know that I'm not alone. But it's good to hear that I'm not alone. No. In, in those experiences, you know. Well, we've had bad experiences with a lot of people involved with the church yeah, in Denver, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. Yep. Um, we were just bringing up a Michael thing earlier. Oh so. my god! Yeah. Yeah. So I, I personally haven't been involved. I think I met the guy once, maybe a long, long time ago, something like that. But my uh, my brother was involved with worship at that church when he lived in um, in Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's. I'm uh, from Conifer. Yeah. So yeah. So he had that whatever the church was. The what, journey. The the journey down to grab your ankles and fuck you in the ass. Anyway. <laughs> it was pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So. The whole church imploded because all the spouses started sleeping with the other people, and then it's yeah. like everybody was cheating on each other, and well, it from, just fell apart. From what I understand, and this is hearsay. Um, uh, is that uh, kind of had his little commune? And yes, he does. Basically, had concubines. Yeah, and they all live with him. Yeah, and so like, and they work for free. He, not for not anymore. From what I understand, that's that's changed. But because yeah. he got married to one of them. Yeah, he did. And he so did. yeah, he got married to his assistant. Yeah, who's who was formerly married to uh, the other guy that was doing worship with the church, right. and yeah, so um, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, it's very incestuous that that whole. It was weird, yeah. and they were trying to pull me in, yep. but I, I mean, I quit my job and I needed something to do. So, and I really wanted to get into comedy. And yeah. he's going to do the Holy Shift show, and I think the guy just pulls his stuff out of his ass when he's talking to you, and mm-hmm. just says, "Oh, I've been working on this," and, da, da, da. and I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's great!" And he just wrote his book, yeah. which got some success. I think yeah. it sold like thirty, between thirty to fifty thousand copies, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's let's do this. And so he had a setup where he bought a studio off of um, over off of Hampton in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. It was it used to be a dog kennel. Yeah. But his his little minions went in there and cleaned it all up and yeah. straightened it all up. It's funny that you use the term minions because that's the same term that that my brother who was involved with the church was off. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he talks about the minions all the time. He's like, God damn, what the hell? He's they like, are. They're minions. Yeah, yeah. There's a group of people that lives and does everything for him. He doesn't pay him. And they just he just pays for stuff for them. Yeah, yeah. But like they don't have anything. 
Well, it's it's, it's weird because like what, what you're talking about, I don't want to don't want to. No, you're good. Much, yeah. But this this guy is the the stereotypical model of a, of, of a severe narcissist. Yeah. And narcissism is kind of like uh, something to visit later on with this. Is, yeah. Is narcissism is I feel like it's the biggest downfall to humankind's progress. Right. It's a fucking cancer, mm-hmm. and it's bad. And there's people like this, but unfortunately, they have the enthusiasm and the the ability to just convince people through their narcissism and their lies and their their pathological understanding of themselves. They're sociopaths. Yeah, sociopaths. Yeah, that they they tend people just follow the emotion. They follow that emotion rather than the fact. Again, mm-hmm. you know that, that theme comes out again where people are they're they're looking at. They're looking at, oh, does this guy make me feel good? No. Does this does this affirm myself in it? And one of my favorite quotes, and I d- definitely I'm gonna have to look it up, but um, as a matter of fact, I'll do that later. But remind me because it's okay. it's it's a it's a wonderful thing. But um, yeah. Anyways, you were saying so. Keep going. So he bought this dog kennel and they cleaned it up and it actually wasn't bad. And I <clears throat> I went in there and they had like one one spot for like their t-shirt making area. Another spot downstairs with the stage and chairs and stuff because he was still doing his church out of there. So he bought it and so he set it all up for all these different businesses. And then they were doing driver's ed in there. And so he wanted me to like start working for him, like driver's ed and stuff. And I was like, well, why don't we get the comedy show off first? He goes, oh, great. So I did a casting call. I got actors. We joined the 48-hour film festival. I spent hours working for this guy. I wrote skits. And he would never meet with me. He would say, oh, come on down to the office today. And that's why I'd go, okay. Yeah. I'd show up there in the morning. I'd write skits. And four or five o'clock, he'd walk out of his office. and be like, all right, well, I'm gone for the day. I'm like, well, we need to talk about the show. And he's like, oh, we will. We will. Just yeah. keep writing. Just keep, like, carrot. Yeah, like, dangling yeah, yeah. a carrot in front yeah, of my yeah. face. And so this went on for a couple months. I did the casting. Now I got 30 actors that are like, what the fuck? When are we going to start filming? So then we actually did do a filming day with him. Yeah. One day. We filmed all of it. They never edited it. They never did anything. Yeah. And so then he wanted to do a stand-up comedy show in Golden and asked me to open for him. Yeah. I'm getting pissed off because I'm like, wait a minute. I know the history of the church. I know what happened there. And he's kind of dicking me around a little bit. Like, he, yeah. he could have thrown me like 500 bucks or something. Just yeah, like, yeah. here you go. Thanks for your time. Yeah. You know, skits were disappeared. He had my skits. Um, I still had them on my computer, but he had copies of them too. Yeah. And then, um, so I said I would do the open him open for him for the comedy show. And then I called him a couple days later and just said I can't do it. You know, find somebody else. And then he just ghosted me after that. Yeah, yeah. Like never talked to me again. And then because so, he couldn't control you. Well, he, right. And then on social media, he wrote how his friends just abandoned him and did all this other stuff the day it oh, happened. And I was poor like, baby, <laughs> oh, it's somebody needs a yeah. hug. Well, if you're going to take the social media for that kind of shit, like, yeah. you're an idiot to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Well, the way but, he uses social media, from my understanding, is, is completely just the tool of that anyways. And yeah. Just a, an extension of his own idiocy. So, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. I just call a, a narcissist an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever heard this, the term, no press is bad press? For us to even be talking about him is yeah. giving him some sort of I financial know, I know. benefit. That's, that's so. true. That's true. So that's crazy. Well, and the narcissist, too. That's funny they brought that up. I used to live with... I've had two people that I've lived with that are narcissists to the T and oh, yeah. it is the most difficult thing in the world. Yeah, it is. Because they're all Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and if you're mm-hmm. not following the path that they're trying to control you, they lose their shit. Oh yeah, totally. And so, and um, some of my friends that are listening know exactly who I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah. but um, like there, there'd be points where these people, you think they're the most magnetic, charismatic, beautiful people in the entire world yeah. and then one thing would happen to set them off yeah. and they would lose, like 
like throw a tantrum in front of everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I had this one guy, I went over to hang out with one of my friends one night and didn't ask him to come with us. Yeah. He texted my mom that I was doing coke and um, <laughs> you know, get drinking and driving yeah. around the city. And my mom called me, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm over at my friend's house. We're watching, um, we're watching TV or whatever. Yeah. She goes, I just got this message saying that you're doing coke and uh, drunk driving all over the place. I go, yeah, because that sounds like a really good yeah. time. Let me get coked up and drive around the city. You know? And I, at the time, I'm, yeah. it, it's yeah. fucking, weird. fucking weird. He didn't want me to leave. And then um, I'm a traveling sales rep. I can't drink and drive yeah. ever because if I ever got a DUI, I would lose everything. Yeah. So it's like that's the one thing that I've never done, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in high school, in my younger 20s, you know, yeah. but because uh, I have some stories about that. Oh, yeah. But like currently, I'm like, that, that was just, she was like, I think that was that was the weirdest thing for anyone to tell me because yeah. you were pretty much just quitting your job if you're doing that. So yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, this is, it looks like it makes trying to make it look like this culmination of years and years of a problem. And right. Then, you know, oh, I'm saying this because I'm concerned about them when they're actually in turn really trying to fuck you. That's so, exactly what they do. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. For two years, I dealt with two different roommates like that. And I was just like, you guys are psycho. Well, and then there was another guy I lived with for like eight years and he was classic narcissist. Yeah. And, um, just thinking about that guy just makes my skin crawl. Like, I mean, yeah. after eight years of that shit, and then you start getting, like, you don't know who you are if you start following it. Uh-huh. Like, you lose your sense yeah, of self. Yeah, it's the crazy train. And you have no idea. Yeah. I mean, for two years after I stopped, um, you know, living there and all that stuff, like, I took two years to get over, like, my head. Yeah. I didn't know who Neil was anymore. Yep. And so, I don't know, I got a big thing about narcissists, too. Oh, I, dude. I can't stand them. Well, I, I, dated, I dated this girl uh, that I cared for very much for a while, but it turned out to be kind of... Uh, had all these markers of narcissism, but was very, very introverted, very calm, very passive. Mm. And uh, I started looking this stuff up, and it's like, oh crap, she's a covert narcissist. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know covert narcissism was a thing. <laughs> and then I was yeah. like, fuck. Oh, okay, so covert narcissism. Oh yeah, so they're controlling, and they do it through through very more passive means. But same kind of thing. Yeah. And that's that that train, you know. And that's weird because you're not you're not necessarily afraid of them exploding, but it's kind of like they don't communicate. Mm-hmm. They, it's like this passive aggressive kind of thing. So it's, it can be even worse. Like you open up the fridge, there's a note, don't eat this in the fridge. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I've lived here for six months and we've never had an issue with food. And now you're, because I wasn't there to help you cook it. Oh, that kind of oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Or um, blowing up your texts. Yeah. Like to this day, my mom still gets texts from the psychopath. Yeah. Being like, don't know why Neil stopped talking to me. Because you're a psychopath. Because you're a fucking psychopath. Because you're the spun of Satan. Yes. <laughs> so. Because you're a piece of shit and people don't like to be around shit. It's called sanitation. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so your hat says seven deadly sins. What's yeah. that? So seven, uh, seven deadly zins, actually. Zins. Oh, shoot. So this is, uh, this is a Michael David wine. Oh, okay. Fantastic oh. wine. Probably oh, nice. One of my favorites. Yeah, these people are great. I have a buddy that lives like a half an hour from the uh, winery. I need to go visit it next time I'm out there. So There's yeah. a winery up here that we go to a lot. Um, what's the name of it? Theorem? No, that's right there, and that's great. But yeah. it's canned wine, Kingman's. so it's kind of weird. Can- oh, that's weird. Yeah. Ah, Kingman's Kingman. Estate. is. Kingman's. Yeah, we okay, go up gotcha. there like once a month and grab a case or something. Oh, nice. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. There's some good wine in Denver. You, who would think? Yeah, you know? you'd, you'd be like, okay, it's not just Napa anymore. Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I go to Grand Junction a lot, and I've yeah. been pissed in Grand Junction so many times on the wines, because oh, yeah. I'm like, I'll just go do a little wine tour. And oh, God, yeah. that sounds like fun. I gotta do <laughs> yeah. that. You need to. It's yeah. really fun. Uh, they have peaches out there, too. Nice. Um, well, cool. Uh, 
Richard Simmons, you got Richard Simmons on your cover photo. <laughs> I just love that picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's Star Trek and Richard Simmons. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like Captain Kirk and some of his you know his landing party, and they have their yeah. hands up, and then Richard Simmons is on the side, like has his hands up. And I'm like, that's fantastic. I just love that. It's just that's that's been on there for years. <laughs> well, Eric still sweats to the oldies in the morning. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so. That's good. I need to start. I know. Me too. <laughs> So this is why he's like all thin. I know. Him, you know? It's like, all low impact yeah. deal. I'm like, shut up. As I'm sitting there watching him eating my like popcorn. <laughs> like, uh, this show get, sucks. This is, this is, yeah, this is osmosis yeah. exercise. And then you get the guys at the end, they're all run down. And it's like, Donna lost 26 pounds. And then another guy just comes up and it's like, Steve. K. <laughs> he didn't lose anyway. Just Steve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just Steve. That's so, funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... I'm trying to think what else was I did I write down. So your new show, like, how is how are you going to organize your new show? Because you mentioned earlier about some YouTube videos where they kind of dissect music and that sort of thing. Is that yeah, what your show is yeah. going to be kind it of could about? Could be. Um, I, I'm not totally sure what kind of direction it's going to take. Um, it's it's uh, in fact I'm really 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 intimidated by the process because there's so much that I don't know. Um, this whole video editing and all that, I'm just starting to get into that. And it it kind of makes sense of being, you know, my, my history with audio. Mm -hmm. But um, it's different. Everything has its own stuff. So it, it works a little different. It's more complex because you're adding audio and you, yeah. the cuts, transitions, all these things. So um, so I am a little bit, like, uh, unsure as to what it's going to be. Some of it's probably going to be vlog format where I definitely talk. But I, I don't honestly know how to talk to a camera. I mean... As I don't think She's anyone like, does. Yeah, I know. Well, the people that so, do it really well, and obviously yeah. it's a skill that can be can can be achieved. But I'm like, do I put googly eyes on my camera? I mean, like, what do yeah. I do? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, somebody suggests that would be awesome. But well, um, you, what you might want to do too is if you're doing a, a, a YouTube, all the audio, put it in, put it on Anchor, which is that RSS feed or whatever, and oh, just make yeah. it into a podcast. So yeah, you're yeah. doing double time. Yeah, that's that's so, a, that's a good idea. I'd love to get some input on that. So yeah, yeah. no, we'll talk about that you know, sure. offline. But like, yeah, right. that that's that's really good. Um, Libsense is good. There's there's a lot of stuff you can do. Yeah, I, mean, and with, I was going to talk to you guys about this too. Yeah, because so, yeah. so, with your background, yeah. um, and you, you know your history with you know with the fray and, and music and all that other yeah. stuff, like. You definitely have something to offer, yeah. and I think it's great that you're going to be doing this. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be really awesome. Um, you know, just kind of using that, you can use that as kind of like a springboard into get into your own thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because your credibility is already there. Cool. That's you know. Great. Yeah. So like I'm, that's. I'm always a little bit uh, shy of the credibility. I mean, like I'm not shy to tell people where I come from in the mm -hmm. past, but. When you get on YouTube and you're like, oh, I used to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, are you flexing? Seriously? Right. Are you full of shit, you know? Well, there's a way to do it where you're kind of like, so that's why I have people on. So then I'm like, oh, listen to what I did. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting also because um, the older I get, the more anxious and, and introverted I seem to be getting mm -hmm. to. And like, like if I, I'm like, oh, crap, I have to do something. This, you know, like, I know. And it, it's like, even this, you probably notice at first, I'm like, Oh, it just takes oh, I know, me a while too. to even yeah. just like relax and let my breath relax and my volume to come up and just speak normally and naturally. Now I feel like it's it's loose, but you know. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, that's every single time somebody comes in here that we don't really know. Yeah. It's like that with every single person, and comedians can be even like more awkward. Yeah. We had one guy come on here. He didn't start loosening up till about forty minutes into it. Yeah. And then he's like, da da da. da. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna wrap it up. Warm up? Yeah. So we get done, and then he stayed for another forty minutes. And now we're buddies now. Oh, cool. So I'm like, we need to get you back on nice. and like start riffing a little bit and yeah. that sort. Of thing yeah. but like i like to try to get like we've had a amazing guests like yeah. you know ryan evans is awesome just to name one um katie the couch crasher we had her for two weeks here nice yeah so yeah. like 
Um, she I can't finally, wait to go listen to all these things too. Yeah, and so then we have like some guys. Uh, Corey um, Corey Stevens was on here. These are all local Denver, like top comics in Denver. Yeah, um, and. It's just really fun, and it's it's like we're kind of diversifying now. Now we have a dating expert that's going to be yeah, reoccurring. Yeah, yeah. We got you with the music industry and like cool. kn knowing how how to make music because yeah. I I can't carry a tune in the bucket. So yeah. like, you know. <laughs> I do it pretty well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call myself necessarily a songwriter, but I am I, I'm good at producing and co-writing and all those kinds of things. I tried singing in the shower one time, and Eric said that he was going to move out if I did. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll just stick to the funny, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the awkward. That's true. That's true. So yeah, so it's going to be yeah, it's going to be possible about the dissection of music and appreciation um, it's going to be an exposure of what I what my take on the business is which is pretty scathing take on exactly how the industry works um, and uh, I think it, it's also going to talk about that transcendent kind of aspect of, uh, of how my musical identity was kind of toxic to me for a while and I had to kind of shed it put it down and then think about pursuing something else and realizing that my passion was still there and I did I could reapply my passion in my life without these horrible expectations in within an industry that's changed so much. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people have that idea. And you know, like the people that get into it for fame, people that get into the wrong, wrong reason for anything, but the love of the craft mm -hmm. um, is, I mean, sure you can want fame too, but I mean, you have to have first and foremost, your love of the craft, those kind of things, you know? So I think it's important to talk about all these things and address them in a very mature way that I don't think I ever had the time to do before maturity or understanding a life experience. So mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make a YouTube channel because I have something to contribute. Mm -hmm. I finally feel like I have something to contribute. Not just not just the heartbreak of having a career stolen from me by the fray. Yeah. Or, you know, and not to mention the the <laughs> independent wealth that I would have even if I was accredited and paid for this for mm -hmm. the credit that I did contribute to that. Maybe. Yeah. But it's um it's just uh I don't know. But it's also a, a, a kind of an exploration of this whole that is gonna be weird, Marxist value of artists. So uh, I've kind of lived in that state for a long time and had a very, not just like, a, not a real solid um, association with the normal, like um, I, have a, I have a mortgage, I have a car payment, I have a kid, I have a wife, these normal things that I just didn't think about because I was pursuing art and crap, my craft for so long. I mean, even after the fray with Vices, I admire, by the way, that was another one I wanted to tell you about before. But yeah, um, yeah so uh, it, was, it was just kind of... Um, I don't know. I feel like all this kind of culminates into something that could be useful. <laughs> no, I think yeah. you're, you're exactly right. I, um, that's why we started the podcast. That's great. Like, um, I did comedy in high school and like really like early on in college and I had a bad, bad couple sets and I bombed and yeah. broke my heart. Yeah. Cause I was like, this isn't, I, I'm not goofy little, you know, yeah. Christian school, like dork yeah. guy anymore. You're like, Oh God, there's people with teeth out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it got, it was pretty nuts. And so yeah. I quit completely and just went into the regular business, but, yeah. um, I have a great life. I have great friends. I don't go out that much anymore. Cause I think once you get older, you, everybody starts becoming a recluse. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to do the stand up scene. Like I, I don't want to go out and do yeah. the open mics. I just, it's not my thing anymore, yeah. but I love podcasts. That's great. And that's kind of the same yeah. realization that I came to. I was like, okay. Um, I don't really have a strong desire to be in a band that's playing out or trying to make it or gra grab that piece of or touring or all this other stuff. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. God damn it. That sounds horrible. Yeah. I always did, even when I was younger. Yeah. And, and it, full disclosure, I have never toured with a band ever. Oh, wow. And I have absolutely no desire to. And I feel like I dodged a bullet doing that. I mean, it would have been, it would have probably been tolerable with the fray because, you know, tour buses and whatever, money. But it's. Yeah, you're not yeah. somebody's broken down Chevy. Yeah, you know, exactly. Running late to a gig because yeah. you got to get tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I also I feel like I, I missed out on some of that too, some of the, some of the experience and the cultural 
understanding of what, what it means to be on the road and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to touring if I had enough of the right comfort. To do yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. And then you yeah. kind of pick which comfort. And then, like, I travel for work now because I'm yeah. in sales. Um, and it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm on a nice plane. I stay in Hilton's. Yeah. I get a nice car. And I'm like, I am so sick of traveling. And it's I go to Port- yeah. yeah, I go to the coolest places though. I go to Portland, go to Seattle. Like I work there a yeah. lot and stuff. But then it's like, love those areas by the way. Oh, love, love hate Portland, but love Seattle. But it's like as soon as I land, I'm like, oh, for the next three days, I'm going to be sleeping in a hotel room, and yeah. all I'm going to be doing is working. This sucks. Like at least when I'm in Denver working, I can come home at night. Yeah. Eat, you know, eat dinner, watch whatever I want. Yeah, and the, yeah. Hotels, they don't give you that many fucking channels either. Okay, yeah. listen, Hilton. <laughs> okay, we got a bone to pick. <laughs> Yeah. Add Netflix to your freaking uh, televisions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It pisses me off. I'm on my like phone, and then I'm like, where's my charger? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just doing that. You get yourself like, an iPad. You know? I know. Yeah. I need to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do. So, and I don't, but I don't like watching it because I'm on a bigger screen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just first world problems. Yeah. I mean, come on. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it wasn't for Netflix, I wouldn't sleep. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <I> right. <laughs> um, but no, but just back to what we were talking about, like, that's why we started the podcast. Yeah. That's why, like, I'll go out and I'm actually talking to people now i used to never really engage that we would go yeah. out and do stuff but it'd just be me and my friends but i'm going to strangers now yeah well, and it's like i feel like i'm do- having a whole nother life yeah you kind of have to have a reason to yeah. do it and that's i feel the same way about music too like if i i this is a little philosophical thing that i'm going to be exploring for sure is like if i was the last person on earth would i still play music and i don't know like for me music is a very social thing i want it to I want it to be something that I share with other people and other people share with me. It's very collaborative. I'm also mm-hmm. not a singer-songwriter like other people, so it's a little different thing than oh, that. Okay. So um, music for me might be a different kind of beast, but it is a very social thing. But like it, having a good reason, having an excuse, if you will, I, I hate to, to downplay it as much. This is not an excuse to do what you do. It's like a reason to do what you do. Mm-hmm. But um, having that reason makes all the difference in the world because – it is social because we are social creatures mm-hmm. and we do need that and we crave that. And as we get older, we need to selectively choose how much input we have because we realize some of the relationships that we had when we were younger were just bullshit and we just don't have time for that crap. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. And so we're like, okay, well, what my options are something I don't have the time for, bullshit, or not doing anything else. I'd rather be at home. I'd rather watch Netflix or something. You know, something yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah. But having something that's constructive that's, that's like this – or like what I'm doing, it's great. It gives you a reason and a purpose to funnel all these gifts and, and purpose into it. So well, and with the like how close information is to everybody now. Yeah. And like, there's so many people out there that could just get stuck in their bubble. That like, yeah. with the, even with this podcast, like I was like, okay, we're just gonna do comics. And then I started thinking about, it, I'm like, some of the, my best episode or one of my favorite episodes is with my dating expert. Yeah. And he's like my straight man, and I can go off and I derail yeah. him and like just I drive him nuts. I, and I, it's I can't so wait much to fun. Listen to that. I am looking forward to that. It's gonna be like awesome, you even so. need. And God love you, Dave. Dave tried to be funny a couple times, but yeah. it's like wah wah. You wah, know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, but he, he's real serious about his stuff. I mean, his, his podcast is believe, be real, yeah, be I, bold. I did yeah. a little bit, I did a, a little a bit, a little of the social needs last night. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, and I saw him on there. I was like, Oh, this is really cool. I'm excited about this. I got, I'm, I, this, so, he's yeah, he's like a life coach. That's cool. And my whole thing is self deprecation talking about how I eat too much and, you know, drink too much and like all this other stuff. And he's all about like, you know, being in yourself and like get, you know, working out and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, 
We are polar opposites, man. <laughs> <laughs> I went on his. He he's afraid to post the episode I did on his because I destroyed a show. Really? I took over, and I'm oh, like, wow. oh my god. If we joke around about it too. Oh, that's great. So like, you'll hear a little bit about it on his episode, but like, yeah. you know, it was it was it was rough, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, do you listen to any podcasts? You know, I just started doing it. I was gonna, uh, I've kind of shut out a lot of media for a while because along with uh, music, that was kind of. When I put my instruments down like four or five years ago, I wasn't really playing a whole lot. And just like everything felt poisonous to me. So like just picking up a device and looking at podcasts or listening to oh, yeah. tunes or something like that. So I just kind of like, eh. And uh, never listened to like when I had a radio on in the car, it was always, you know, public call or public radio or something like mm-hmm. that. And so I was like, well, at least I'm getting some BBC, you know, understanding what's going on in yeah. the world. But, you know, I didn't listen to music. And then finally, you know, I started feeling that desire to do it. So short, long story short, no, yeah. I am starting to listen to podcasts, but not much in the past. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to give you a couple to listen to. Sweet. So this is good. I'm glad yes. that you have it because I'm obsessed with podcasts. Yes. My dad wrote a porno. Oh, great. You've got to listen. And it, okay. okay, you can't listen to this if you got anybody else in the car, though. Yeah. But it's the funniest shit you've yeah. ever heard in your entire life. Uh, my favorite murder, it's like true crime, but it's two comedians okay. talking about true crime. Nice. So, like, at first, like, everyone I tell is like, that's horrible. Da, 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 da. Well, you just listen to it. Yeah. I mean, they're not being disrespectful. Um, and then, um, side note, those are my two favorite. Deborah DG Avani is going to be in town next Saturday. Yes. And so I try to mention her as much as possible on the show yeah. because I'm trying to get her on here. Deborah, Deborah, if you are listening and you come on, I'll love you forever. But, um, she's going to be here next Saturday. Do it. Do it. Um, and I'm going to, I've been talking to her on social media and she's very friendly. She's like, yeah. you know, this girl probably got a thousand people. So she always likes it or she'll do a yippee nice. or a woohoo. So yep, she acknowledges yep. it. That's cool. That's better than like, you know, most people like Ellen, you've never responded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cause she's so relatable. Yeah. So relatable. <laughs> um, but, um, so she, she actually told me she was going to be in Denver before she came out here. So that's, that's pretty exciting. That's too. cool. And that's she's cool. got a podcast as well. Yeah. Um, Serial is awesome if you like true crime and it's a serious one. Oh yeah. So, and then what was, there was another one like my great American Sunway or whatever. Mm-hmm. That one's been around forever and it's got like thousands of episodes. Awesome. And awesome. it's, it's pretty good too. That's cool. So you might like that one the best if cool. you're, you know, cause it's more in depth stories and like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and not like jackasses like me trying to be funny. So, <laughs> Hey, this is real conversation. And if you can be funny in the process of being real, that's great. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's Ellen. That's what real relatability is. That is Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> but Deborah, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, that's great. And like I said, we're, we're working on getting a studio set up downstairs. And once we get that going, like nice. we'll let you know. And, you know, I'm sure you'll be back over, especially yeah. if you get some good stuff and you're like, yeah. hey, you got to check out my videos. We'll yeah. just come over and just tell us what you've been doing. And we'll just do a full episode on that. Sweet. So, yeah. yeah, you know, and that reminds me, like there's a, a part of what I want to do is kind of like this uh, music appreciation. And what I want to do is I want to get together with people like kids and like not that kids aren't people, but kids and, and adults. Yeah. And um kind of like learn from them you know why the fuck do you like mumble rap is there anything about this that's like redeemable you know yeah exactly because i am going to destroy mumble rap that's this is this is a good this is a good thing you know there's probably a good reason for it but okay wait i'm really saying my age but who is that mumble rap yeah it's a whole genre mumble rap mumble rap and that's what it is think about it wait wait like that kind of stuff yeah what the Millennials, what the hell is the okay, problem? So this, is, this is great. So like, yeah, I, have no like, idea. Like, I want to come back and do an episode about music appreciation with you guys, and I'll I'll, I'll show yeah. you the shitty shit. Okay. And like, I want to learn just the good stuff, and I'll like, you know, I like, 
everybody to tell me their influence. We love it when me. people bitch about stuff. Yeah. The name of the show is I Wish I Was Dead. Yeah. Like, this is the stuff that's like literally you can kill me Dude, now. Oh, you man. Know? I mean, like, that's that's a big part of it. Like, music, there's, I have such a love-hate relationship with it because I feel like it's kind of a sacred thing. And when people totally shit on it by oh, producing yeah. something or the music industry fucks it up by making it as, as mass producible as, as possible, et cetera, blah, blah. Yeah, it's that that makes me absolutely hate it. So I have this strong bipolar, almost love-hate relationship with music as yeah. a result. And that music appreciation is going to be a part of what I do there. So Well, it's like, what's going on? It's just going back to the rapper thing, I was just thinking, why do all rappers' faces look like one of those, you know, your scratch pads in high school, your doodle pads? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's their face now. No, that's the mumble rap. The, okay, so, 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 okay. I mean, it's I, more than mumble rap, but still, yeah. I'm like, just looking at the guy, I'm like, I don't want to listen to you, ever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, I may be a sheltered white man, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that likes the eagles and listens to classic yeah, rock, but you I, know what? Like, uh, that is crap. Oh, and, and here, here, just a little side note, a little thing about this, I, that's the way I feel like country music is it takes all the styles from all these other successful types of music and makes them palatable for white audiences yeah <laughs> so I think the next trend will be like country music stars with tattoos all over their face oh god that'd be funny <laughs> that'd be hilarious yeah yeah but yeah that's kind of how I feel like it. but you know at the same time like um, I feel like that every every genre has this kind of like uh, it's this poster child it's this person that you look like that you have to Remember with emo rock with all the stupid hair and the skinny jeans and then, and then uh, you know like back when it was goth and people had these huge pants and all this uh, yeah. white makeup and then uh, mumble rappers with the with the face tattoos I'm like do you have to look the part and the weird ass haircuts yeah. and that post Malone yeah, what? Yeah. he looks like a homeless guy he does he does now what's interesting is he I'm looks really like he smells like urine that's yeah, why he looks totally yeah. yeah and I want to hate the guy but when I listen to interviews with him I kind of like him. I know. Well, that's what I, I have never sat down like, a, and I don't. It's not me being prejudiced. I don't care if you got face tattoos. Or the guy just looks like he, he smells like pee, and every time he comes on TV, I'm like, change. Like, yeah, I, I just yeah. change it because I'm like, I don't yeah. really care. Yeah, exactly. Well, so. at least he's not like uh, little Xan who. This is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, he has the vacant stare of fetal alcohol syndrome is what I like to say. <laughs> That's why he's mumbling. He's all I drunk mean, yeah, all the Seriously. I mean, the guy named himself after his favorite drug, Xanax. So Listen, I mean, guys. Yeah, Ozzy yeah. fucked up his brain and does it, mumbles all the time. Yeah. But he gets on stage and he can still pronunciate and still make some yeah. words. You guys are doing the opposite. <laughs> well, yeah, mumble, so I think of mumble rap as kind of like it's made for and by people who needed a low information lifestyle. And basically, it's for people whose brains are marinating in bong water and benzodiazepines, is what I say. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, do you have any embarrassing or awkward stories of either about you or someone you know that you want to talk about? Or that you can tell? You know, I think I'm good at blocking those out. A lot <laughs> of people know, are. You know? um, yeah. But I have a situation that keeps happening to me, and it's... It wouldn't be embarrassing or awkward to anyone else, but I have a real issue with the Starbucks drive-thru at 40th and Colorado. Oh, yeah? We got this... They just hired this new friendly little bitch that... Um, and she's friendly. And in the morning, like, if I don't have coffee... Oh, yeah. You're not get, a morning person. <laughs> give me my fucking coffee. Yeah. After I finish this, we'll have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting in there, and every morning she asks me some weird-ass question. Like, the other day, she goes... If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Like, what would be your spirit animal? And I'm, like, seriously, like... A fucking cup of coffee. <laughs> I she, and she's like, she's like, oh, I'm just trying to have conversations and da, da, da. And she's like, what's Clipstone? Because my truck has yeah. my um, the product that I sell on it. Yeah, we're gonna edit Clipstone now. Um, <laughs> I don't want my boss to find out about this. Yeah. But she's like, what's what, what, what's that product there? Because it's on the side of my truck. And I'm just like, 
lady, it's 5.30 in the morning. Like, quit asking me these stupid, dumbass questions. <laughs> and it's the only time of the day where I'd actually say it. So I, I tell her. I, I tell her every day. I'm like, enough with the stupid questions. And Starbucks is starting this whole promotional thing where it's like, you know, be more customer-facing and be more friendly to the customers yeah. and start conversations. It's like... Uh, you take too long to pour the fucking coffee already. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need the bitch in front of me with the four kids it, talking about their birthdays to yeah, the barista, you I know? I think they call it feeling the room, right? Is that right. Like that? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's a thing right there that where it's just, like, it's starting to drive me nuts. I'm, like, I'm all for people being friendly. Yeah. But I, I miss the rude you know, bitch that was there before that would just give me my coffee and not say anything. Yeah. Like, I really miss her. <laughs> I'm like, where's was, Debbie? She was, yeah. cause she was your, cause she was your spirit animal. Is what it was. Yeah, she was. Bitchy <laughs> <laughs> Debbie that hated her life. Either that or one of those, one of those, uh, those, those, what cat, those civets that eat the, the coffee beans, they poop them out and make like designer coffee. Oh, that's your spirit now because you're gonna yeah. have coffee in that case. Yeah, yeah, and it's always working. It's, it's always, always working. working. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh yeah, yeah. The circle. I want a fur, <laughs> like full a circle. Snake eating itself. <laughs> Cycle coffee. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's the greenest, the brownest, greenest, brownest, brownest, greenest. <laughs> Either one. Yeah. Just put it in a cup, pour some cream on there, and give it to me. There if it tastes go. like coffee, I don't care if it's shit or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Seven Eleven. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. another one. Seven Eleven's got this rewards cards now. Yeah. At 7 Eleven. Coffee? No, for just rewards cards for anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I got this like Nazi bitch up there that's like, you got your rewards card? And I'm like, no, I don't have it with me because I don't want to sign up for it. Uh, uh, yeah. And she's like, well, what's your phone number? And I'm like, fucking A, I don't want it. So yeah. it's like every time. And she's the sweetest lady until she asks for my rewards card. And yeah. we argue every single time. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to fill out your stupid paperwork. And, and her probably, that poor girl, because her boss is probably like, you have to do this. You have to do this. I think she's know. the owner of that oh, franchise. Really? Yeah, because she's there all the time. Oh, and she's she always. Gives, she's like, oh, we need the marketing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not giving you my information so I can get more fucking phone calls. Yeah. Like, I already have all the politicians in town texting me telling me what to do. Yeah. I don't need fucking 7-Eleven telling me you got their new coffee on my phone. <laughs> like, know, it's done. <laughs> I, I, I kind of see the same way. Like, every time I go into Guitar Center, they're like, oh, what's your phone number? I'm like, no. Yeah. Just no. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're a little awkward at first. Like, I'm, I'm not like, being one, 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 well, awesome. Well, I think we're good for today. Yeah. Right, do we have enough time? Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Well, thank nice. you so much for coming on, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And so go ahead. Do you know that, like your name of your YouTube channel or anything? Well, yet? it's going to be Connect Your Muse. Um, okay. There's nothing up right now. So like you can probably, I don't know how it's going to work. We'll see. I'm, I'm still kind of noobish at this. So yeah, but it's going to be Connect Your Muse. So well, hopefully get a web page and other things. All. At least you got one video. There we go. And this is great because we can just introduce you. That's right. So. Yeah. Awesome. And then I'll keep an eye on it too. And every time um, Dan releases a new video, we'll go ahead and uh, place it on our page too Thank so you. we can start building Appreciate up your that. social yeah. media. Nice, nice. So, awesome. Yeah. And I will probably make concerted effort to get into social media again, back into it. <laughs> well, we'll talk yeah. after this. I'll, yeah, it sucks at first, but yeah, it does, yeah. you'll get used to it. You spend an hour a day doing, you know, yeah. it's yeah, like exactly. it works. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just feel dirty when I do it. I'm yeah. like, oh, I really don't care about the food that you guys are posting right now. I need to go take a shower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like here's my daily poo vlog. You know? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, um, with that, we'll just sign off and uh, hey, thanks Sounds again for coming. Absolutely, it's yeah. been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Also, if you are thinking about suicide, um, we are not a podcast about this. Mm -hmm. um, so please call one eight about suicide. Please call one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's the that's the suicide prevention hotline. There's someone there to talk to you, and someone loves you, so don't do it. All right, thanks. Bye.